Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Mel. I'm Helen. And I'm Janet. Social media. Whether we like it or not, it is a prevalent thing in our lives. Before there's Instagram, there are other social media platforms we use to communicate with one another. As the digital age continues to grow, there's going to be new and upcoming platforms that we're going to use to communicate. So how do we navigate this incoming growth of social channels. Today we wanted to kind of do a little journey walkthrough of starting from maybe like the early 90s, 2000, no 2000s, probably yes. around 2000s. When, Mel, when were you born? I was, <laughs> I, was born I was born in the early 90s, Danny. Okay. okay. So starting from around the 90s for basically as long as Mel's been alive, there's been an <laughs> influx of, yeah, there's just so many different types of platforms and from what we've seen, it's only going to get probably more numerous and it's here to stay, right? So yeah. let's talk about the different platforms we've used throughout the years, maybe some pros and some cons has been really prevalent in media nowadays. A lot of people talk about the negative effects of social media, but there are also a lot of positive effects. And then just generally, like, how are different ways that we can use to cope and and maybe use it in a positive way? Mm-hmm. So I think what's kind of crazy is that since we've been alive, I think our generation was the first generation to actually start using social media mm-hmm. on a more grand scale, right? Because, like, internet age didn't pick up until 60s, 70s, and then literally social media started spreading with was MySpace? I don't remember what the first one was. I think there was another more... Friendster, I think? I think even before that. I mean, there were probably other social platforms that were smaller. But yeah, Friendster, MySpace, those were the biggest ones. Zanga was big, right? AsianAvenue.com. Y'all use that? Nope. I Asian Avenue? Hearing about it. Asian <laughs> the best. But yeah, what's crazy is that we've been through all of these different stages. And there are 90s, 2000s kids now that don't even know. That's like ancient to them yeah yeah they grew up in the digital space and it's crazy because when it first started it was like you were tied to your giant desktop computer right Mm -hmm. oh my god dial up internet dial up internet (laughs) with your family it's like everyone in the house had only access to this one so you had to like take turns and then nowadays it's like everyone has their own phone you Mm -hmm. have access 24 7 high speed all the time yep you know what's funny like when tyler my sister's son my nephew whenever they play youtube like music for them yeah. for him and there's an ad that comes on he knows that it's an ad and he pulls your hand and oh, he wants tells to you it. to stop the stop <laughs> wow, the ad really so he can actually listen to his like song i feel like there's there's actually a lot of different studies about how these types of videos for kids are so bad because it's an actual addictive thing they're yeah. like addicted to the music and the song mm. which i don't know if that's a bad thing or not because it's like they're channeling their inner mm-hmm. like eardrum or whatever <laughs> but like but yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy that they know that there's like a swipe for this ad yeah and they've just like been born into this generation of 
social media or you know online video content yeah. mm-hmm. so why don't we take it back and talk about like our first inter- yeah. encounter what was the first media? thing that you were on that you remember for me it was definitely aim mm-hmm. like the chat like that's when we used to chat yeah i remember distinctly the sound it made when someone signed on and when someone and when someone the signed door on, like the door yeah. closing yeah. the door closed <laughs> and then you'd always be able to change your description box about like, yeah. what you're feeling or like do you remember what your profile said Probably something oh, like man. very vague about some guy lights or like some stupid quote, you know? Yeah. I think I always had a bunny in mind. Somehow. Really? You know how like you can do like the ears yeah, the and designs, the face and yeah. then the uh, body on the bottom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I always oh, yeah. had a bunny. I always had, I think, stars and like, oh, designs yeah. of things. Right. I never like, knew how people got all that text for like the really cool looking oh, starry yeah, design. Yeah, yeah. What was your first screen name? For aim so my god brother who is i think about like six or seven years older uh-huh. than me he made my first one and so he just gave it to me it was sweet x dreamer as it's spelled 151 like bacardi <laughs> is that from bacardi yeah oh my gosh so that was my very first one i don't even i was so young i'm like in hindsight i'm just like why did you give me that yeah but you only have one screen name when you're i had that one and then the one i made up myself was bbx dreams but the dreams is D R three A M Z. Oh my <laughs> gosh, so cool, dude! <laughs> what was yours, Mel Mel? Oh my. Okay, so I had two that I remember. So back in the day, I think I started going on AIM when I was like, I think in middle school. Damn, and so young. I know I was yeah. really young. Middle school and definitely yeah, middle school. Because I remember I had this crush on this guy from my like community service thing on the weekends. And he would talk online, and my screen name was Toro's Melody. Because, okay, so back in the day, middle school, I was a huge, like, Taiwanese, like, boy band, like, fangirl. So there was this, like, Taiwanese band called Energy. And they had a boy, like, the member who's a dancer was named Toro. That was, like, his stage name. T-R-O-R-O? T-O-R-O. And that was his melody, like, played off my name. So Toro's Melody. I know, it sounds really lame that I say it out loud. Wait, I don't get it. Toro's. Like, it was, like, Justin Timberlake, like, Justin's Helen. No, oh, no, no. Toro's Melody. For me, it's oh, Melody, melody because like I need music. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I was like his Melody because oh like, he was clever. an artist. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it either. <laughs> I was so lame. But yeah, so that was my first screen name. My second one that I distinctly remember creating was I was sitting in my desktop in my house and I was like, I want a new screen name. What should I call? What should I call it? I knew I like the word twinkle. Mm. The word twinkle sounded really nice. And I was looking around my house for like, okay, twinkle's taken. What can I do to add something to it? I found a box of Pop-Tarts. I was like, oh, Twinkle Tarts 22. So that was my... Oh, that's so cute. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of Twinkle Tarts. Lame. So Twinkle Tarts was my second one. Oh. How about Janet? That's cute. Mine was really boring. It was just... Uh, Janet. <laughs> Janet Wang. <laughs> it was... It was oh, Jan- Janet is always taken because mm. it's like a common. So I had Jans, J-A-N-S, 841. What's 841? I, I don't really know. I like what the number eight, eight. And then maybe I was just like, four is like half of eight and then one is... No, I don't know. <laughs> just go into sending a drunk yeah. child. Couldn't you? <laughs> it was a. It was. I don't know. It's like kind of a boring, basic, basic name. Uh-huh. Was that the only one that you had? I think that was the only one. Yeah, it's the only one I remember using. I remember back when I was younger, I thought the cool screen names were like Helen says, like that, like says, because when, when you're typing, oh. it says like what you're you're like typing what you're saying. So I was like, wow, that girl's so cool. Her screen name says like who? Yeah, what screen name did you think was the coolest? Like that, Helen, like Helen says, Janet says, yeah. or like something, and they put like says with a Z and like XX or some shit yeah. like that. Mm. But I just thought it was like really smart. But that was back then. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys remember the nostalgic feeling of like when your crush signed on and you're talking to him and like 
yeah. waiting for his just, like, like yeah. for the his, door like, open and you're like oh my god <laughs> you're in the same space as and then me. you would wait to wait see him message you first yeah oh my god and then you hear like and you're like oh my god and then if the door closes it's just like oh my heart like i felt like my heart was closing too dang i kind of miss those feelings of like that like excitement you Wait, know? did you guys ever go into random uh, group chats chat chat rooms chat rooms i think like public chat rooms on aim it was a thing yeah i, like I, I remember. remember i remember going into chat rooms but i don't really have a specific memory and nothing was like memorable that stuck with i me think i might have gotten my first dick pic oh my god oh my god how baby you? helen i know baby <laughs> helen i was probably like i don't know 13 14 Ew. yeah I, no i didn't know what it was when i saw it i was like Huh? What part of the body is this? Ew. And then when I realized, I was like, well, ew. That's disgusting. And I, I got freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually very like weird, yeah. dangerous yeah. place block to be. Him? Well, you could block people around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I used to go into those rooms just to like see how the world interacted mm-hmm. outside of like school and outside of TV. It's like real people, right? Like yeah. what do real people talk about? Yeah. And real people are raunchy as fuck. <laughs> I also remember like during the time of AIM, I was also very active on Zanga. I was yeah. running Zanga too. Zanga. Yeah. Zanga was cool. Well, do you guys remember your Zanga names? I feel like username was a big thing back in the day, you know? Yeah. I think it was the same for me. BB Extremes. Mine was random as super random. <laughs> what is it? Wait, Zanga, I treated as a blog. Was yeah. That? Yeah, it was yeah. a blog. So mine was Moose on a Stick and I don't remember why I... <laughs> Fuck. I think I was just trying to be random. Well, you, you accomplished that. Yeah. <laughs> like stabbing a moose on a stick. How did you come up with that name? I used to, when I was younger, I would just say random shit and then, then, like with my friends, we would joke around and just say stupid stuff. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't meant to be violent. It was, I think mm. it was like the, like hot dog on a stick, but moose on a stick. I don't really know um, why. It's kind of funny. I kind of came up <laughs> with that. now you're a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true, huh? But I still have a visual memory of the color scheme. Oh. Uh, it was what like... It was like a not quite charcoal gray. It was like a light gray mm-hmm. background, and I was really into aqua blue. Oh. So aqua blue, but it was almost more of like a seafoam green, seafoam green, aqua oh. bluish, like that lighter blue green. Uh-huh. And that was the text. So the background was like a kind of softer gray, and oh. then the text was more like aqua bluish green. Interesting. Yeah. I remember my Zanga page. It was kind of because there was so much like every time you did something, it would have to stay and live on your page, right? Yeah. And, like you could play music on it. It's like, oh, what one song do I pick? Uh-huh. And I always wanted mine to be like super cutesy i wanted the freaking like the pink flowers to be like falling off from the top of the screen to the bottom collecting on the bottom like, yeah i wanted that look and that vibe but i couldn't figure out how to freaking do the html for the mm-hmm. flowers and i was so pissed so it was just like kind of blank <laughs> i don't remember i I, know, I think my last one was like really girly because I, I think i had two zing accounts and i finally switched a username and it was like just like this bunny on this red background I sh- i'm trying to remember what the fuck i even wrote about on my zanga yeah like, i don't remember i don't remember because that wasn't yeah. a place for you to like message people it was literally just for you to the blog yeah yeah it's like tumblr back yeah. in the day yeah. Right? yeah i think i do remember because i was using it more in college and oh, um, really i was using it almost like a journal but i knew it was a public thing so oh, i would yeah. just kind of talk about yeah like classes i was taking or things i was doing mm-hmm. i think i took a trip to it was my first time going to asia with my family during that time so then i used it almost like as a way to like upload some mm. basic oh, photos yeah, yeah, yeah. and like talk about the places we visited wow that's um, true i think i may have done that i think i might have just done you know those cartoon characters of like asian like asian well, like the big bang like the bangs and oh, they look yeah, super yeah. cool like bad jingle pants and all that yeah i used to post that while you posted nice family photos (laughs) 
family vacation photos. You know what I'm talking about, Mel? No, I don't. Oh my gosh, dude, this is like the thing. Hold on, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out what you're saying. Like what? You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Right? Right? I, like, I, I feel like so. it was a little older. Dango yeah, was big for me when I was in like my tell in a middle school, like maybe beginning of high oh. school. So it wasn't like you guys are in, col- yeah, in college. Yeah, I was in college. Yeah. So it was kind of different for my generation. Did your friends? Did you guys leave comments yeah, on each other's we did comments? Okay. One of the guys I ended up dating in college. That's how we kind of developed our relationship a little bit more because over the summer we were not on campus so the way that we would communicate because we didn't like call each other or do anything like that it was through like messaging and commenting on each other's like zanga posts oh really so, yeah when did myspace start happening in your life because myspace is a pretty big deal back in the day i don't actually think i yeah. used myspace what? like i think i remember tom being my friend right was oh, that Facebook? Tom's everyone's friend. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> but i don't think i actually used that it's so crazy I to had, think back. Like, that yeah. could have been a big part of my life, but I just totally mm. don't remember anymore. I had a profile. I do remember I used it a lot to follow, like, people who danced because mm. I was on, um, oh. like, hip-hop teams in college. And it, it was, like, the one platform where they would post a lot of their, I don't know if they were pictures or videos or uh-huh. things like that. But I didn't really use it to socialize. I forgot there was pages on MySpace like, like there was on Facebook because I always remember the friends on MySpace. So what I remember about MySpace, I think this is the first situation where, like, rankings of friends kind of came evolved because oh, like yeah. in my scenes there's like a, t- was a top, top eight, eight or top six yeah so you put like your top friends on your profile and you pin them there so like if you weren't on like some people some of your friends top six you're like why, why am i on your top six that's so yeah that's i know it's really bad that's how it started to go downhill i think so mm. part of it yeah oh. because you start getting like exclusive and yeah. selective and it's like a popularity club it online is. rather than in person yeah one thing i did like about myspace is that you're able to share music when people go to your page a song would play that you liked yeah. mm. and I remember two songs that I played one of them was like so dirty and I'm like why did I play that because back in the day my was like big on Tila Tequila and like those type oh, of yeah. girls so there was this singer I think her name was like Kyla Yu she was also like in the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift she had this like song called like Sugar Coated Candy now that I mentioned her song was like very sexual I don't know why I had that on my page in high school. Oh. But then another song I had was like Sean Kingston, Take You There. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you, that. Can you sing it for us, Mel? I don't remember. Nope. I, <laughs> I think I need to sing it. I think you can Google it on, on YouTube. <laughs> but that was something I remember having for MySpace. But it's just crazy to look back on these different social platforms we use in like middle school, high school, college. Yeah. And now like the ones that we use mostly today is like Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, Yelp. Yeah. These are all taking over our lives. I remember joining Facebook for the first time and it's crazy to think that it's still here. Like I think we were searching earlier. Like I joined Facebook in 2007. I joined in probably 2004. Yeah. And I joined in 2006. So right when college started for me. Mm, yeah. Same. Mine was right when college started. Which makes sense because then when you're in high school, it's like all your friends are close to you. And then once you get to college, it's like, oh, like, do you have something for me to like follow you on? That's nuts that you guys are talking about college because Facebook for me was high school. Baby. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Thing. Oh, yeah. 2006. Never mind. I, I wasn't at college. Wow. Yeah. I'm old. I was. <laughs> 06 was. 06, 07 is when I was starting sophomore year of high school. Damn. And I know. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that I say it out loud. But now it's weird because like now on my Facebook, there are people I knew in high school from like 10 years ago. I yeah. don't talked anymore yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of weird that like there's so many there's a yeah. large chunk of them from that period of my time yeah. yeah i still whenever someone like has a baby or get married because your high school friends are mainly doing that now it's yeah. like oh yeah i remember you yeah. mm-hmm. just sitting next to me in math class everyone in high school is like yeah everyone has kids now yeah or number two uh, i'm so like many. i'm on number zero <laughs> you're like negative one yeah. right <laughs> okay so as we progress from this different social media platforms the very prevalent one that we use today is instagram I think Instagram has taken so many different forms from when we first started it. When I started Instagram, it was just like sharing photos and having your friends add you and that was it. 
now there's like paid advertisement there's instagram stories there's all these different functions of it right yeah what are your thoughts on instagram what's interesting is that even back with like facebook right when we were going back to look at when we first posted we were able to see some of our posts and it was like we posted some of the like it was just like i posted on my friend christine's wall and just said christine just farted and it's like you don't like i don't know like that kind of stuff and like mel you you found some stuff <laughs> from you too where it's like i'm hungry or like yeah. <laughs> I, I literally like i think facebook back then was like a twitter update like your status it was, yeah, it was like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. status yeah. update right yeah and i think we were talking about how like everyone becomes their own personal brand mm-hmm. and that the the gray line sways between are you marketing to uh, the public versus like you kind of being an individual profile where you're right. like expressing yourself right yeah are you being genuine or are you mm-hmm. trying to like get something out of mm-hmm. your post mm-hmm. my preference in using instagram is still as a way to like because i like love like visual imagery mm-hmm. and that's like the stuff that i want to share even though i'm like i know that you know on instagram people like to see your face and all that kind of stuff like i just want to post like a can of sardines yeah a can of <laughs> sardines or like this beautiful view i just want to share with people and there's the component of also the fact that you can like you add a description right so it's mm-hmm. like you share an image but then you also share your interpretation of that image yeah one thing i do it's like a good and bad thing with instagram like you get to curate your own content that's on your instagram page mm-hmm. yeah. so i remember even like when we first started like it was fun to use like play with valencia or like the different type of package filters they have for instagram yeah. like nowadays i feel like everyone uses like so many different other editing softwares yeah for their photos but back then I was like oh wow I could like make a photo prettier with just these few filters yeah so in, in a sense you're your own like curator so yeah. I can see why it's kind of fun in that sense yeah yeah I do think nowadays it feels like your Instagram page is your brand yeah who you yeah. are who you represent and stuff like even with ABG it's kind of like a branding marketing page Instagram, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean it's a it's like a free way to get your voice out there too mm-hmm. and yeah. on a platform that a lot of people use yeah so maybe let's talk about some like pros of social media i think one big pro is that you can get your voice out there like i used to be i don't know why but before i moved to la la brought this out of me before i moved to la like i had my own personal private instagram where i would just post like photos for myself it's called 18 puppies don't follow me it's a private account i'm not gonna follow you back (laughs) like and then and but i used to do that for myself and then when i got here i was like okay i'll just start doing this i like it as a photo diary too Mm -hmm, right like mm -hmm. sometimes you take a lot of photos on your phone but then it just gets so clustered in there that you don't really know what you're taking and it's like too much to look back on but then when you're actually selecting a photo like one photo that that encompasses your whole experience you can go back and be like oh yeah that was a good moment Mm -hmm. and it's literally like your own personal diary yeah Yeah. online that is a component that i really enjoy about it's it is it's a visual diary of or visual journals right and and to what you said mel it's like you're literally curating something even though you're not like painting something or whatever it is or you're like a faux photographer (laughs) it's like it's still a story that is seen through your own eyes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's cool. That's a good thing about Yeah. That's why I actually am really happy with the Instagram stories because, like, sometimes when I'm feeling down, I go back to, like, find the really funny videos mm. that, from, like, a trip or, like, something a friend said that cracked me out. Like, that yeah. is nice to reference back to you to bring your mood up. I think another thing I do like about Instagram is, like, it is so global. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm friends with, like, my cousins from Taiwan. It's just nice to be in touch with them, even though we're not physically close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a good way to, like, keep in contact with your family. My mom has Instagram now because she knows my brother and I are always on it. Mm-hmm. It might be, sometimes I'm just like, ugh, mom, you're, like, following me on everything. <laughs> awkward. But it's nice I know that this is her way of, like, kind of, like, keeping, not tabs on us, but, like, yeah. it's her seeing what we're doing every day. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think that's a really good aspect of Instagram. Yeah. And I think also just for inspiration, like mm. there's using it for visual inspiration for people who like love imagery or stuff, but also being able to have that access to people that you admire, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and not necessarily in the surface ways like, oh, I want those abs or like, you know, whatever. But like, if it's like this person is like a businesswoman and she's a mom and she's like, and I want to mm-hmm. be able to on a daily basis, be reminded that that's possible. And that's something that yeah. I want to aspire to mm-hmm. do, right? And I think a lot more people are now so much more open about just like mental health and what they're going through. Like there's this one person from Boston, extra petite, Jane Wang. Mm-hmm. She used to work at Deloitte, actually. So she used to work at the big four. But now I think she's a full-time mommy and full-time fashion blogger. Mm-hmm. But she just, she was very open about talking about her like in vitro and like going through that mm-hmm. whole process. And I think I'm seeing a lot more people do that now, which yeah. I think is really cool. Like if I were a mom and I was struggling through postpartum or whatever it might be, seeing other moms talk openly about that would make me feel very much okay with what mm-hmm. I was going yeah. through too. It's a good way to connect with people who are going through struggles that if you guys didn't have social media, you would feel very alone right. and isolated, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's a good way to share different stories. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think speaking of mental health and I guess going to the cons of Instagram or social media is like, oddly enough, I do think social media triggers some of the negativity and like mental health issues on like a larger scale and also on a day-to-day scale, right? So speaking like to myself, there's moments where I feel like I'm sometimes too connected to social media and I'm, I literally cannot. You have a hard time turning off. I have a hard time turning yeah. off and my anxiety level is off the charts. Mm. And that is also work-related in general because I'm always anxious from work. When you're on, you're constantly seeing people do all these things. You're so stimulated. You're like, I can't turn off. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we tend to do when we look at Instagram is I think you guys all agree that we tend to be like, I wish I could live their life or something. Or like, we're always putting our best face forward when that's not the reality of things. Yeah. And I think even though we know that, when we see it, we don't think that. We don't think about, oh, this is just like a third of what she's actually going through. Mm. I remember I messaged like one person that I follow a lot and a lot of her content is basically just like, oh, look at what I'm wearing today. Oh, look what's on my face. Like, oh, like, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but like, I think I messaged her once and I was like, I'm so curious, like how, what is your life like? Yeah. And she's like, it's actually not as great as it looks. She was very honest through DM about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, whenever I go to a place, I literally spend all my time trying to get the perfect photo. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you're in a beautiful place and all you're doing is trying to get a photo? Yeah. You're so distracted. You're not able to experience it. Exactly. You're just trying to document it. Right. And so even when we were trying to like vlog in Asia, right? Like that takes a lot of mental it space. Does. They just like yeah. look for the place and and it's just like yeah i i think you can look at it and be like they're living their best life but behind all of that there's just i don't know i feel like there's a lot of unhappy people mm-hmm. and i think i know who you're talking about helen yeah we talked about this and she actually recently put out i think a video to show what it's like to be an influencer with a brand partnership mm-hmm. so like they there was some group that sent her to an event and she vlogs like the process of like shooting stuff and like Mm -hmm. having to put out stories and so i do think there's like a trend of a lot of these influencers who are trying to show a little bit more of the not negative but Mm -hmm. more difficult and challenging aspects right so that i think that's a positive thing for people and then maybe it's like being cognizant of like the people that you follow to be selective and follow the people that are showing content that's a little bit more real Mm -hmm. yeah because at the end of the day, it's like all of a sudden there's so many like influencers. At the same time, though, this person that we follow does, I would say, influence me in a way where I'm like, you're using that product and it looks like it works on your skin. So maybe that would work for me, too, because you're Asian, you're like somewhat of the same like athletic kind of build. And so I'm like, oh, I can relate to you. I would want to buy things that you're buying, too. But then at the same time, it's like, are you just an, a walking advertisement? Yeah. It's so hard. You get so phased by what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. I think that's why when it comes to certain influencers, there's only a very few that I really actually admire. And I think it's because even though they looked somewhat perfect, 
they're not afraid to be like, this is my other side of my life and I'll show it to you. Yeah. Like, you guys know I'm a big fan of Jen Im. Mm-hmm. I think she's gorgeous, but she's very honest in her content about like, I go to therapy. I struggle with my weight. And like, there's on her Insta story, she's like very derpy sometimes, but she also is not afraid to show her face and her skin without any makeup and being really real and genuine. And I feel like she's not putting up a front. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see these other influencers, they're always, look at me at this event. Look at me at this fashion thing. Look at me doing this. And you're always like, looking your best mm-hmm. it feels kind of fake sometimes i'm like well why don't you post you looking in your pajamas like or something yeah. or on your insta stories i think people are longing for the genuine and like the real side of someone mm-hmm. and i understand that like it's difficult because even for us i know that we sometimes are on abg or we're doing instagram stories here and there we want to share as much as we can but there are moments where like we're not posting today we're not sharing because we want to just literally have time to ourselves yeah i think it's sometimes it's a struggle for me like i feel like my instagram is curated to yeah. like live your best life kind of a thing right <laughs> yeah. and then i know friends from home are like oh you changed because that, that's all they see from you right yeah. and, but like you ladies see me during the rest of the week when i'm just like a tired mess of a person and that photo is literally like once a week of mm-hmm. one happy moment of yeah. the whole week so the rest of the week is not like that and sometimes i just want to post me like drooling on my papers or something like that but like who wants to see that? I don't know. <laughs> but I so you question, you question yourself. Yeah. yeah. IG stories kind of provides you an ability to do that, right? Yes. And I feel yeah. like you, you'll you show more I of will the, like, behind the, the scenes aspect of that. Yeah. Right. Which I like. I like that yeah. stuff too. In hindsight now, it's like, it's a good way to reach people. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like, even on my one pull-up account, even though I haven't posted on it for like two months now, someone messaged me on my personal account and said, hey, I don't think you check your one pull-up anymore, <laughs> but just to let you know, like, you influenced me to work on a pull-up, and I can actually do one now. And I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, shit, I can't do one yet, but, like, but yeah, you're able to impact someone else to do yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think people have different perspectives of social media, and mm-hmm. people are going to judge you for whatever you put out there. But that's also the risk that you're doing, right, by, yeah. by extending a part of yourself that's right, a little bit right. more vulnerable sometimes. I think it's just if, if everyone can just focus on doing what's best for them you know like don't worry about other people worry about yourself so like go through the people that you follow and if there are people that you feel like you feel good after you see their post or they're like when you're scrolling through your feed if you see a post does it make you feel good or does it make you feel bad Mm -hmm. it makes you feel bad unfollow yeah right what's great about instagram now is like if we have friends that we follow we're like i don't really feel the best about some people there's like the awkwardness like i'm following but instagram has a feature now we can mute people's like posts and stories so, like, I'm still cool oh. with you. Like, the formality of, like... It's yeah. so weird, like, these social formalities. But I do think Instagram is building more ways for you to feel, like, okay, less awkward. Yeah. To deal like, with so these. you can still be connected with them, but you don't yeah. have to... They don't affect your feed. You exactly. don't have to see their stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. In a sense, that also shows how addicted we are to yeah. that and to, the, yeah. to our phones. Because I don't know if you guys can relate, but there was definitely this one time where I think... When I first went to LA, I was in between jobs. I was in a very kind of low point in my life. Very insecure about who I was, what I'm doing with my life. I saw, like, some of my peers, I kind of coming up in work scene and I see them all on social media and whenever I saw their post I felt like shit I was like oh my god they're doing something that I wanted to be doing why am I not there why can't I work for them too blah 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 and it was to a point where like I literally had to like mute everyone that was related to that person mm-hmm. on Instagram Twitter everything so I couldn't see what she was doing yeah and so I think sometimes it's like a good and bad thing you're able to see that this is affecting you and take action to prevent you from yeah. feeling a certain way but also show that like social media does take a big part of your life and it can affect you in some way what's funny is that like knowing the other side of like that person's story right like she wasn't happy exactly doing what you admired or wanted to do to do 
which is kind of crazy because it's like on her side even though she didn't post it it's like not a good story mm-hmm. yeah so it's also proof that like people aren't always showing the bad things in yeah. life right, so right. Yeah. I think I learned a lot from that situation. I guess when I look at social media now, it's kind of like just look at it with a grain of salt and For know sure. that they're going through other things. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are moments of judgment and those are times where I check myself to be like, oh, are you being judgy on something you see? Whatever. Yeah. But, but it's also to your story of example, like if you know how people get very like touchy, why did that person like unfollow me or whatever? Mm-hmm. But realize that maybe it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that person is going through a challenging point in their life and there's something you're sharing that's triggering them. If they're mm-hmm. not sure. that they, you know, dislike you or something. Yeah. But I definitely definitely relate to I think that when I was going through career transitions this is probably before IG became bigger so like LinkedIn is mm-hmm. a great resource I've used it a lot when I've changed I like jobs LinkedIn. yeah LinkedIn is awesome I like the news feed news feed is actually very it's very useful. useful and if you're trying to switch into different careers it's an amazing research tool to see people's profiles to see what they've done to get there so mm-hmm. that you can understand patterns but it can also be really destructive if you start getting into like the mindset of just like comparing and comparing mm-hmm. and like reading and like yeah starting to like oh my god they're here already and like I how could I ever get there mm-hmm, or like yeah. oh my god how they get that job and so yeah there's definitely kind of like a double-edged sword i mean a lot there's a lot of comparisons going on even for like the gen zers mm. can you imagine going through high school or college with social media oh my gosh it's i, I can't I, I can't either there's so much pressure and i feel like and high school and college is already so awkward or in yeah. high school especially when you're like going through your acne phase and going through like trying to figure out who you are and you have to like present your best self as if you're fully yeah. confident i can't even imagine I don't know if this is like recent, but I think I was reading the article. Someone's telling me that it's kind of sad and dangerous how the Gen Z is going through this. Like they grew up in this digital age because cyberbullying is a thing. And on yeah. Instagram, there's like, I remember they're saying like some people like the way they bully is by purposely not liking someone's photo and telling their friends don't like this. And how oh. that could be used as a tool. It makes me really sad. Gen Zers are definitely a generation that like lives on likes and feeling mm-hmm. yeah. that like validation validation through a freaking double tap i mean we do we are too but you know like i think especially gen zers makes me sad it makes me scared for my My that was the first thing that i've been thinking about it's just like damn how am i gonna raise children right because you can't control what they control Mm -hmm. it's like okay don't give them phones well i don't know they can't like really survive nowadays right right? when you go to schools now they need like laptops and ipads and stuff so it's like Mm -hmm. i think it should be i think as women raising other potential kids or other daughters it's just to kind of instill the sense of like a lot of self-love and confidence that they don't need validation through other things yeah you know what i mean it's just like i agree i think it comes down to making sure that they feel good about themselves but it's hard because it's like we all know that part of growing up is going through periods where you don't Mm -hmm. and so how do you kind of protect them is it worse if your kid is being bullied or what if they were the one doing the bullying oh like which one is worse i don't know man (laughs) oh i don't want to have kids i I don't want to think about that because i ideally would would raise a child that doesn't fall into either of the brackets yeah you know what I mean? Like, like I would the same never. Time, you want them to be like on the pulse of what is going on. That's like modern day. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't want to like deprive them and stick yeah. them in a room. And but at the same like, time, live in the dark. Yeah. I, but I do think there is a balance. I would want my child to be able to use a phone and, all, and be able to use social media. But don't you don't have to be a bully. But you don't have to be someone who's so like being bullied. There is a middle ground for that where it's like you teach them enough confidence to love themselves and also be aware that how to treat people right but i don't know yet because i'm not a mom but <laughs> yeah, I know, right? i'm like let's, praying that like you know when that day comes let's wait for be... season 20 <laughs> yeah and we talk about what our kids are going through i know <laughs> you know what one thing that i really am surprised by yelp some yelpers are 
so terrible. And they put their face up there too, so it's kind of、mm. surprising what they say. So my boyfriend opened up a cafe, and then there was one person who said something like, "Oh, the inside of your restaurant should be more chic. Like there should be more like open like pipes or like more exposed,、mm. uh, not open pipes, but exposed pipes, exposed brick or something、mm-hmm. like that. Like I could have designed this better." And then like one、mm. star, it's like, girl, like,、yeah. what the <laughs> f? Do you even try the food? Do you even try the drinks? But I'm be like. Oh, but the drink was really good. Are they in one star? Yeah. Seriously?、Mm. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. It's so savage on Yelp. That's hard because I think Yelp is good because I feel like you get actually people's like honest feedback most of the time. But then you get those people who are like, "You think you're a freaking pro?" It's yeah. people are so entitled. Well, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard because the premise of the platform is that you're critiquing things, right? You're giving、yeah. your review on stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then it, it's like. As the person using that as a reference, then hopefully you're actually reading the content. You're not just looking at the star that they give, right?、And、But then even、about. the content sometimes it's just like, oh, I woke up this morning and I was like really tired, and it like impacted the star that I'm gonna give. Yeah. yeah. But then、so、hopefully you read like, that and you realize like, oh, then their review is not really valid, or like I would、yeah. probably not really look right, at the right. movie. I feel like I'm a little biased because I know your boyfriend. I know the work they put in to do this cafe. Okay, like the pipes. Whenever I'm like, do you know how much money it costs to do all those things?、Yeah. Like, do you want to pay for it? They're putting their Cost or their money into like quality of the food and the drinks, right, right? Which I think when you're running a cafe or a food related business, that's where your party is. Yeah, definitely that world of Yelpers. It's like so much entitlement, so much feeling like they are the food critic, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it it is a platform. It is a voice for the people. It's good for restaurant businesses to get people there also. So、mm-hmm. can't complain. At the same time, it's just like wow, people are just woof. I know. I mean, it's the age of social media. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. In general, it's like it's easier to say things when you don't have to do it in person, right? Like、yeah. you have the safety behind a screen. Absolutely.、Yeah. Another con I have to say before we move over to other topics is that the con with social media, the fact that everyone posts things on social media now. I have some friends who have really a severe case of FOMO. Oh, like why、yeah. wasn't I invited? When did they ask me out and like things like that? And I feel like that could be really detrimental. We've had some friends that have like broken friendships because they weren't invited to something. You know what I mean? I think it kind of fucks with your mind. Like it、that. does, because、mm-hmm. then you wonder. You your mind just runs wild. It's like, what did I do? Was it this event where、mm-hmm. I did something like that I shouldn't have done? Should I behave differently? I remember when I was in Spain and I saw you guys hanging out. So FOMO, like pretty sure I was semi depressed when I was over there because it was、Aww. just like didn't have friends. All my friends were going out. It's just yeah, such a FOMO feeling. And I feel you. Yeah. So I think with that said, social media is going to be in our lives regardless, right? Because the digital age is growing and. There are pros with the cons. So how do we deal with social media now? Like, what are ways that we can kind of cope with it, or like find ways to live with it in a healthy way? Yeah, I think first and foremost, just being understanding how much your feed affects you. First of all, it's like the ideal situation is that you could limit the amount of time that you're、mm-hmm. on platforms, right? But If that doesn't necessarily work, and you're still going to be on it a certain number of hours a day or whatever, that control your feed. Like, be very deliberate about the people that you follow. Don't be afraid to unfollow or whatever.、Mm-hmm. Or now that they have all these features where you can still be connected to them, yeah, just, they don't affect your feed. I think mute things Muting, that you don't want to、yeah. see, whatever. Even stories, you got to curate your content for what you want to see and feel good about. And so I've muted people for sure. I actually am more happier with Instagram. One thing I do think is really healthy is take breaks. I think there was one time I like deleted Facebook for a good week or Facebook Messenger,、mm-hmm. and it felt so good to have one less thing to worry about for the week.、Yeah. Another thing I do is I think on the iPhone we have this thing where I don't know what it's called, but they, it turns off all your apps at a certain time. Oh yeah, you can like、oh, really? lock yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it for me, up. That's, <laughs> yeah. So at eleven o'clock, every it warns you you have five minute left of usage time. Really? Yeah. And at eleven o'clock, it turns everything off for me. So I have to like press like another button just to get into my apps. Oh. And it kind of like then I, I can't. Makes you like phone. double check. Gives you another check of like, do you really want to do this? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's so nice because then it kind of shows you how much. Oh, your usage time for this week has been twenty minutes yeah. above average or whatever. So. That's a good way yeah, to like. Yeah, I use stop. that too on Instagram. I use that like uh, if you're above a certain time, it'll give you a warning. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh shit, for real? Yeah, <laughs> when that happened. One more tip I do want to give is that I turn off all my push notifications. So in Facebook, mm-hmm. everything on my phone, I don't get notifications unless I click into the app because mm-hmm. I want. I don't want to know when someone likes my post. I don't want to know when someone comments. If I do, I'll just go into the app and check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get, like, notifications. I need to do a better like, job of that. I need to go through and do a, a deep cleaning of my notification settings. Because for me, it's like, it feels like someone's going, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I feel yeah. a little more anxious. I'm just like, I could just check when I want to when I go yeah. into the restroom versus, like, every five seconds or every hour I get something. Yeah, yeah. You know? You got to do what works for you. I think overall with, like, social media, it's so easy to get, like, sucked into it. Even in, like when you feel like you want to grow your following or even with like abg it's like we feel like it's necessary to keep posting things to Mm -hmm. stay relevant right but i feel like that's when it starts becoming less about fun and passion and more about about, like work Mm -hmm. and that's when it starts getting kind of lame (laughs) <laughs> I feel you. Now that I mentioned, like, in my past job, because I, cause I actually work in social media. Yeah. So for me, turning off is difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my last job, I used to post. I had to post every single day, twice a day, and on Instagram stories every single day, on the weekends, whatever. When I'm traveling, oh God, I had to do it. sounds tiring. Yeah. Got, and then I would post asleep. on ABG, too, just because, like, we have to post and stuff. So... I think finding ways to turn off and even just like being upfront, like, hey, I need a social media mental break. Yeah. And I think sometimes just being like honest for if that's your job, you get to be honest with yourself and your boss and your team. Can I get a break? Like, don't talk to like, I'm going to like literally be offline. And How unplug. crazy is it that we're talking about this? I know. For <laughs> so long. <laughs> this has literally taken over our world. Social? Like, yeah, it literally it's it has. It's not just a place for us to just have fun anymore. It's a place for everything to happen. Yeah. Like yeah. all video content, advertising, like everything is on your phone and it's so accessible. It could be so detrimental, but also very influential. Yeah. Yes. So that's the thing. It's like how do we leverage it for the positive and minimize the negative? All right, as we wrap up this episode, I think the biggest thing to know with this topic is to really know your limit with social media. Know what works for you and Mm -hmm. take breaks here and there, you know. Hey, maybe, like, don't be on social media for a week. I think it really will help you, like, set balance in your life and kind of set your mental space in a healthy place and kind of restart again. Yeah. So take breaks and then when you are on it to be very deliberate, Mm -hmm. right, and not be afraid to, like, unfollow things. Kind of be intentional with what you want to see. And if you guys have any tips for how you manage, you know, being in this like super connected world now with social media, you can write us at asianbossgirl at gmail.com. Go on social. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the, the irony of, yeah. Leave us a comment or a post. You know, go on other social like iTunes <laughs> yeah. and leave us a rating. And Oh, God. We're pushing this. We're, we're pushing horrible. this. We're perpetuating. It's okay, <laughs> it's okay guys. You don't have to leave a comment on this one because yeah. you don't want to yeah. push yeah. Don't leave further. a comment on this one. Just like cleanse yourself afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> First time we're saying, don't leave a comment. Yeah. <laughs> Take a break. 
No, but honestly, actually, now that we're saying it out loud, take a break. Yeah. Don't go on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I feel like this was more of a rant than anything. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, it's literally so taken over our lives that it's become a topic. It's become a thing. And it's a very important thing. These, like, internal struggles, too, that not a lot mm. of people like to talk about because it's like, oh, it's just social media. But it is very impactful in our lives. So be aware. Be woke. And stay connected. <laughs> <laughs> but not too connected. <laughs> Disconnect sometimes, please. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.